Okay, welcome ladies and gentlemen. We have the distinct pleasure of having to here today an integrative practitioner, Melanie Aldridge. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi Glenn, thanks so much. Yeah, so we're here in Iguazu Falls. The second World COVID-19 Congress has just ended and we would love to know why you'd made the travel all the way over from the UK to Brazil. So we're obviously in a time of great health change. And I think that the last couple of years of, of, the, uh, of, of the pandemic has really thrown into very sharp relief that looking after the terrain in our bodies has become really a prime, a prime focus that we can't afford to miss. And so this opportunity, I was asked to come over to talk about a very important subject, which is all to do with brain inflammation. And obviously we are dealing with now with a tsunami as well of neurodegenerative diseases. So you probably are aware that the rates for Alzheimer's and dementia and Parkinson's and MS and things like this are going through the roof. And we've got um, a sort of a, a, double, a double whammy really with all the autoimmune diseases going up as well as all the neurodegenerative diseases. And the last couple of years of the pandemic has completely raise the levels of anxiety and depression and depressive disorders as well. And the most tragic thing for me is that a lot of it can be prevented and none of the steps for prevention are being, are being taken because there is no awareness that what actually happens within our bodies affects our brains so dramatically. Yeah, and this is something that I think has plagued the medical model for such a long time, right? Uh, we know that the Western or allopathic model of medicine is strictly focused more on a reductionist, uh, a reductionist focus on our health. You know, it comes down to the disease cell. They don't look at an integrative, uh, whole person approach like looking at diet, like looking at lifestyle, our mental hygiene. Can you talk a little bit more about how that's been sort of pushed to the side in favor of this more pill popping culture? Absolutely. It's um, it's it's just it's so. Uh, it's common sense to me to understand that we inhabit a whole body and that all the systems and pathways communicate. And yet conventional medicine is so divided into different silos where it looks at a single system and, you know, and a single pathway and the medical professionals don't talk to each other, but everything is happening in the body at the same time. So I think, you know, my particular focus is very much on evolutionary biology because we need to go back to look at how our bodies have evolved to see how they function. Because we may be living in a very modern world, but our genome is still fairly rooted back in our hunter-gatherer ancestor times. So the most remarkable thing is when you look at how nature has actually created us to be able to cope with very many different stressors, those remedies um, and those prevention um, strategies are really rooted in, in nutrition and lifestyle because that's all we had. You know, food was our first medicine and the way we actually lived our lives contributes so enormously to how our body functions. And yet we seem to have lost all of that information along the way. So I know people bandy around the saying, you are what you eat. But honestly, food is information that actually informs the genetic expression in, in your body and if your genes are not turning on and off in the right way then you are going to start expressing um, dysfunction and so going back to looking at what you put into your body how often you put it into your body um, what types of foods are going in and then linking that into your lifestyle is is really where it's all at to get the terrain moving as as um, 
as well as it can do. Yeah, and now this whole mind-body connection is also something that has been shelved off into the psychiatric world. The DSM is the Bible. You know, uh, the discoverer of homeopathy, Dr. Samuel Hahnemann, said that most disease, most chronic disease is psychosomatic, right? Yet we've been, again, disconnected. The circuitry there in terms of how we view our health has been cut. Um, You've just released a new book. Can you tell us something about the book, please? Absolutely. So the book's called Reset Eating because what we really want to do is create an entire metabolic reset um, down deep at the cellular level to change the metabolic set point to bring us back into a more, you know, nutritionally um, ketosis kind of lifestyle. So I, we use the word, um, you know, nutritional ketosis because it's very, very different from the ketogenic diet. The ketogenic diet is a, is a treatment and it's very hard for people to, to live on. But we go back to more of what we think of as a diet of origin as much as we can put that in place with the modern foods that we've got to get our, our bodies into that state um, of being you know, nutritionally keto adapted so that um, you retain your metabolic flexibility that we were all given as an inherent um, you know, an inherent part of our body. So when you've got that resilience in your metabolism that you can flick the switch, you are able to withstand um, periods of time where you've got, you know, feast, um, but really we were made for famine. And so reset eating, whilst we haven't had a chance in that book to go into all the lifestyle side of it, that's book number two, um, it does take you through an entire protocol to restore your metabolism back to um, how our bodies would prefer to function. Fantastic. And if people want a copy of this book, where would they find it? So they can find it. Um, they can find it on uh, on Amazon. I hate to say that it's on Amazon, but uh, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, everything is on Amazon. Um, you can also find it on our website, which is the Alliance for Natural Health International. I'm the executive coordinator there, and uh, we have. If you go onto anhinternational.org, the shop is on there, and and it'll ship worldwide. But you can also get it on Amazon, and uh, the ebook is going to be coming out very soon. At the mm -hmm. moment, it's a hard copy, and there's a whole bunch of recipes in in the back of it because I think if we are asking people to eat differently, we want to show people how to do that. And the, you know, cooking is fast become a lost art. Mm -hmm. And we want to try and put that back in, into everybody's kitchens again. Fantastic. And the title of the book again, please? Is Reset Eating. Reset Eating. Fantastic. Now, I'd love to um, delve into your mind a little bit. We had fabulous international speakers, local Brazilians, Argentinians, people from all over the world, doctors, scientists, lawyers, come down here to the Second World COVID-19 Congress. Um, what were some of the highlights for you? I mean, we had people from doctors Robert Malone and Pierre Corey, Ryan Cole, uh, Dr. Rob Verkirk from the ANH was here, um, and two groundbreaking doctors here who have been at the forefront of ivermectin studies, who've been arrested, again, the same narrative, being suspended, investigated by their medical colleges. What stood out for you as some of the highlights from the lectures? Do you know, the, the most important thing is the togetherness and the coming together, the open hearts, the courage that people have shown to step up and to speak out in the face of so much resistance when the entire tide of, of what is out there in the narrative is trying to tell you something else. And I mean, these doctors are working night and day. They've put their careers on the line, they've put their futures on the line. And I, I just, the, the passion 
that, um, that everybody turned up with, that united us. There were many languages here. There were many people who didn't speak English. We don't speak Portuguese. We don't speak Spanish, um, many of us. And yet we came, you know, in our droves. I think there were over 100 speakers. Um, there, the association, um, Doctors for Life, have got, I believe, more than 30,000 in their organization. There were thousands of people tuning in online. And when you think about that, everybody showed up with their whole selves, with their hearts open, absolutely determined to be the change makers, no matter how hard it gets. And so obviously there was amazing information shared, but I think really what we're talking about here is this movement of people that are just showing up with their hearts open, who are ready to bring their gifts, their talents, their skills, no matter what, in order to make change. Um, and even for the people who don't feel that change is needed, you know, if you have the vision, if you have the eyes to be able to see that, to be able to step up and do that, that's what it means, you know, to take steps for humanity, isn't it? For the health of people and planet. Right. And a final word from you on what is the way forward? In addition, obviously, to people uniting and coming together. Um, the uniting and coming together is one thing, but we have to move away from polarity and division. Um, you know, one of the things in my talk that I talked about is the level of overwhelm that happens emotionally. And the immune system does not differentiate between uh, an emotional stressor and actually a wound or an infection. And I think that people don't realize that um, that's the driver for the chronic disease because it upregulates the immune system as if you had an infection. But really, the emotional stress is part of that. So the coming together of everybody and uniting, taking care of the physical bodies that they exist in, sharing that information, really taking care of the, our emotional state as well. And this comes down to the, you know, the people who are taking so much action, like you and me, like everyone else here. We, I mean, you know that we're close to burnout sometimes. We are working really, really hard. And so we have to take the steps for ourselves as well, you know, on what we eat, how our mindfulness, how much me time we take, what we take to release, um, you know, the energy from the overwhelm, from the emotional stress. These things are really, really important steps. And if we, and if we all did this, can you imagine if we, if we had physical bodies that were functioning more optimally, if we were able to deal with our emotional stress, and we suddenly had function returning into the systems in the body. I mean, what a force to be reckoned with. And we don't have to be scared about pathogens then because we've got a fully functioning immune system. Uh, I, I put it so well. Thank you so much, Melanie Aldridge. I know you also have to catch a plane with Dr. Verkirk. So. Absolutely. We're flying back to the UK uh, yeah. today. It's a long old haul from here. <laughs> yeah. But it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for sharing your wisdom, your intelligence, and again, your courage to come and speak out for, you know, on behalf of humanity, for our medical autonomy and our freedoms. So thank you again. Well, thank you so much. You have been a stalwart filming, recording, so that you can all get to share a taste of what we've had here. It's, it's been amazing. Thank right. you. Thank you.